Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, your host, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. I'm really looking forward to this particular interview because Michelle, who you'll be meeting, Michelle Yu, sounds like a real powerhouse, beautiful, lovely mom, business owner, co-founder and CEO of a business called Josie that you're going to hear all about. I love sometimes in these interviews where someone was referred to me because they're like, oh my gosh, this woman's perfect for your podcast. And they've been so inspired by her. And then they share it with me. And it's like what I love about just doing podcasts in general are the connections I get to make and then get to share. So we're going to be meeting and getting to know Michelle together. And I'm excited about that. Um, Because, you know, even what I know of her and her story, I'm really starting to appreciate and be with and acknowledge women who built and had big successful careers and then then choose to go into motherhood of children and are kind of shocked to see wow like there's so many gaps and holes in the support the what it takes the spaces to really thrive you know, as a woman who works both in the home, outside the home, all these realms that, you know, and adding this whole realm of mothering of children to your plate is tough and a big deal and also beautiful and wonderful. And I really want, you know, women to be out here supporting, sharing with each other what's possible when we work as one team, since we're all mothers, as mothers, right? That we're all we really are all in this together and there's no one right way, one way uh, to do it. And when we honor each other's choices, that's huge. And it's going to, I believe, be life-changing and world, not just life-changing, but world-changing. It's not only better for us, it's better for our world, our planet, you know, when we're all working together on the same team, supporting each other to grow, develop, thrive in all the ways possible that we can. So I know you all know this, but I love doing that. And I love doing it individually with women. I love doing it through this podcast. So any and all ways that I can support you, I'm I'm in I'm in for it, up for it. I'm on board and I just need to hear from you. So please reach out if you haven't signed up or on my newsletter list where I let people know of all the things happening in the rewrite the mother call world. I would love to have you. So you can go to my website, www.drdrgertrude.com. Drgertrudelyons.com. Sign up for my newsletter, check out coaching, check out retreats um, and any and all things that I 
have there and really want to and hope to serve you with. So here we go. Let's talk to Michelle. Can't wait. Well, here we are, as I said, because I did a little recording before we got on, Michelle, just saying how excited I was to have you, which I am. So Michelle, you welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight. And I mentioned, you know, how I met you through someone else who has been on the podcast, Yan Yan Dang. And I knew if if she felt like, you know, oh my gosh, Michelle will be a great guest. I I didn't question it for a second. So yay, I'm excited. I'm excited for our conversation today. So am I. So am I. Yan and I go way back. Um uh, years that I can count. We were college roommates. I don't think she told me that part. That's oh awesome. yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's even better. Um, so hopefully she share a few many stories. No, yeah, she didn't. She's been good. So, but now I might ask her for some. <laughs> now that I know. I love yeah, it. College stories. Yeah, they can be something. Okay. Well, I will go ahead and share with the audience like what you're up to, a little bit of your, you know, the formal the formal bio stuff. And then, then we'll get, you know, more personal and into it from there. So Michelle, you MPH, what is that? So that's a master's of public health. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Master's Uh, of public health, right. Co-founder and CEO of Josie. That's right. Named after her daughter, Josie's vision is to transform the working parent experience. After navigating the many challenges associated with two pregnancies, two leaves, two returns to a very busy healthcare, uh, to a very busy healthcare consulting career, Michelle developed a longing to create a more empowered and supported transition into working parenthood. So prior to Josie, a little backstory, Michelle was a founding member and partner with the advisory board the advisory board company strategy consulting practice and continued on through its acquisition by Optum. Michelle also spent time on the strategy consulting teams at Booz and Company and Deloitte. She received her master's in public health from the University of Michigan and bachelor's degree from the University of Illinois. So I know those are all the, the you know, but they're important. You know, we worked hard for those those accomplishments. And it's a beautiful set of accomplishments. But I also, as I mentioned, um, prior prior is in it's what I'd love to hear and have you just share about your journey is women who, you know, had great careers and then added motherhood of children to it and seeing these big gaps and, you know, how unsupported or where, you know, where there's just so many, so much need, you know, to, what it takes to be successful in all those realms. And, and then people like you who do something about it, you know, that don't just complain. It's like, well, let me take my skills and actually help with this. But I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey, your story, you know, wherever you want to pick up. Yeah. Well, thank you for that kind introduction. And when you read it out loud that way too, it's kind of nice to see how those pieces all sort of fit together and led me to where I am today. So I love that that you mentioned all that. And so I think a great place to pick up is maybe really in 2018 when I was pregnant and had my first child, my son, Theodore, who's now five. And during that time, I was already pretty far along in my career as a management consultant. And I loved my career. A big part of my identity 
and who I was. It was so important to me. And Mm. I loved everything about it. I loved traveling to clients. I loved working with hospitals, which is primarily who my uh, customer base was. I felt very honored to get to work in healthcare and make healthcare better. I was very connected to the mission of the organizations I worked with. I also really liked everything that went along into being a, a consultant, which included late night working sessions, hotel room PowerPoint making at midnight <laughs> with the team. <laughs> yes. um, you know, the um, the team bonding, the happy hours, the, mm-hmm. you know, all of it, you know, it was, I, I really found a lot of purpose um, sure. in what I did. And I was, as I mentioned earlier, I had gotten pretty far along before I became um, pregnant with my first child. Mm-hmm. I was nearing sort of that partner level role within yeah. the company. And it was a big role and sales targets, you know, cl- big, cl- big name clients, managing a lot of team members. And when I became pregnant and I remember thinking before I went out on leave, I was thinking to myself, it's going to be fine. It's going to be the same. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. I've gone through it all. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and that was definitely not the case. And so, mm-hmm. no, I, when I was approaching my return to work, which I think for my first child, I had a total of uh, 12 weeks uh, mm-hmm. off. And not all of that was paid, which that's is what whole, I was going to say. I know that's a whole nother trajectory. That's a whole other conversation. We yeah. could have a podcast just on that. But absolutely. <laughs> I had to go back to work. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, I have a partner, fortunately, that also works. But from a you know financial perspective, um, I had to go back to work, and I just remember it being very challenging. And there were so many things that went with it, not only from a sleep deprivation and breastfeeding and that perspective, but also you know all these questions swirling in my head about what is my identity now as a working mother in this mm-hmm. environment. You know, um, how does this change the dynamics of the relationships that are around me, if at all, maybe I'm overthinking it, you know, um, do I just kind of hop right back in and do exactly what I was doing before? Are there other paths? What do I really want? And there's just a lot of swirling questions that I think I did not proactively get out ahead of um, in hindsight, but have anyways. Codes that are written that were just, you know, somehow supposed to know how to do all of this and make these transitions. And, um, and then we feel bad and guilty that we, we think we're the only ones that didn't know, but everybody else must have known, right. Or. Yes. Yeah. Because right? it's not, it hasn't been done before. Right. Right. But I think someone said this to me once, uh, someone said this to me recently, I should say that I was interviewing and she's also a, a mother. And she was saying that, you know, it's this huge life transition that for any, for many of us, you know, go through maybe a few times in our lives, Um, you know, some more than others. And, you know, because it is not a recurring event, um, you know, you kind of just move past it and then you'll forget about it. Or you try to forget about some of the aspects of it. I think that's part Um, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but what ends up happening is that there's no, um, it kind of stays status quo the way that it is. It stays challenging because we're all just trying to get through this really challenging time, get past it. And then we move on. Um, but that means that we, it just stays that way. Right. 
Right. And it's something, and I love how you said that. It's like just something we just, you know, kind of hold in our minds, like to get through it. Right. And that's something I wanted, you know, specifically to bust paradigms around. It's like, well, that would be a waste of time to just get through something and hope that this hard part is going to be over. And it does, it, you know, yeah. like I, I think the intensity does flatten out some. It's always hard. You know, there's always some level of hard, but it's really intense there for a while. And But that is, you know, the prime time for and possibilities for our growth and development for us to dig in versus you know, step back and just like muscle through and we really do ourselves a disservice. So yes, that may be where you are headed, but I wanted to make underline that. Yeah. I love that you said that it was such a great transition to exactly what I was going to say next was that we talk about it a lot and frame it up as this challenging time that's about survival. But I like to flip the script on that and really think about it more so as an incredible opportunity to actually pause and think about who you are as a working yeah. mother, as a working parent more intentionally. A, a great quote that I read in Eve Rodsky, if you've heard of Eve Rodsky. Of um, course, yes. It, of course you did, you have, she's awesome. Um, and I think it was in Find Your Unicorn Space. Hmm. And she had quoted, um, I think it was, she had quoted another psychologist, but the quote was essentially saying that these periods of, you know, you're out of the normal ways of being, yeah. So something like a parental leave, for example, are incredibly challenging, but they are the perfect time for reflection and self-reflection and thinking about, you know, um, what's important to you, especially if you're changing your identity, which is what happens when you become a parent, right. whether first time, second time, third time, something's changing about who you are. Very and nice. we don't pause to think about that. You know, it's just status quo is to kind of power through. And so I love turning this event and framing it in a more positive light and that there is this opportunity for people to really think about their personal and professional growth in this moment and not have it be defined as just, I have to get through it. I have to get through it. That's all it is. I just got to get through it. (laughs) Oh, I'm. We're two peas in a pod on that one, Michelle. Like there's, yeah. and that was, you know, you mentioned, you know, Eve quoting. And I, when I did my doctoral research, like that was a big thing that I wanted to underline, you know, and found really great research on in our human development. It's times of challenge, chaos, disruption, you know, like all these yeah. things, like, like COVID, right? Like new motherhood, COVID, like it is counterintuitive because I think there is a part in our brain because our brain just wants to protect us and keep us safe. So it's going to yeah. like, just hunker down. You can, you know, like just, <laughs> you know, do this thing and you can do it. Um, yeah. as opposed to like, no, like, you know, open and expand yourself to it. And I always use the, think of the metaphor when people would say, cause I, I never became like a great skier, but I took some ski lessons. Right. And yeah. they're like, you know, you're on this hill on these skis and they're like, you know, put your body forward. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, I want to, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, no, like that's not what my body wants to do. It doesn't want to like head down that hill head first. Yeah. It wants to like pull back. And I I think that's a great, but you know, that posture is what actually gets you down the safest. And, and it's where we actually, there's way more security there than we realize when we 
do exactly what you know you're underlining and speaking into too which is like no wait hello i just want to let you know this and for me it's like and just to know this is possible right every everyone might not choose it and so Um, yeah. Okay. So keep going. Cause well, I think well, I was so say, right continue your analogy though. I think I, which I love is, you know, you had in the skiing analogy, there's someone there to help you out. Yes. You there out. you go. Yep. <laughs> Perfect and, segue. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really important too, is one of the things I keep hearing from our clients all the time. It's just how lonely it can be when you mm. are a new parent and can't do it alone. And um, also to just not feel so alone that are you the only one that is going through this and having these thoughts? Is this wrong in some way? You know, um, you know, should I be this perfect, loving new mother or father or whatever it is? Mm. And if not, am I doing something wrong? Mm. And so I think finding support in this time is incredibly important and not having to do it alone is so important for many um women in particular that I know that are like me, that were very invested in their careers are very type A, you know, assuming leadership roles, asking for help can often be difficult yeah. uh, or admitting that you, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I've felt that acutely, not only as a mother, but since becoming an entrepreneur, mm. I think that I have had to ask for help more than ever before in my career. And that has been a wonderful thing in just helping me grow as an individual, being vulnerable to more people, saying it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to, yeah. to admit that you don't know everything and you're not perfect and it's okay. Um, <laughs> I think there's, I've learned that lesson. I continue to learn it, right? Accelerated right. trajectory since launching this business. Never I before. Bet. And so, yeah, so that's really important for us. And it's something that we do is, is really helping to give that support. So why don't you share a little bit more specifically now that you've, sure. you know, opened the space and I'd love to, because that is the mission of Josie is to get that support to, I don't know if it's just moms, moms, parents, um, but either way. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It led question. you to, to start this. It's is great. I'll start with your, the last part of your question. And that is we service all parents or anyone who identifies as a parent. So this includes, um, birthing, non-birthing, adoptive parents, anyone who identifies as a parent can receive Josie services. And our mission, as I, as you mentioned at the top of the call, is to transform the working parent experience. And we do this in three ways. And I'll start by saying we primarily work directly with organizations. In order to see that impact, it is so important to ensure that the environments in which working parents are in, that they can thrive in those environments. And so really important for us to, if we want to see that impact, we have to work at the organizational level and partner with employers to do so. So that is our business model. So the three pillars of what we do are A, we work directly with organizational leaders um, that could be people leaders, HR leaders, um, DEI leaders, in identifying ways to advance cultures for working parents and ensuring an inclusive culture for working parents. Um, The second pillar of what we do is we work directly with working parents. And so currently we service those with children up to the age age of five. Um, The reason why we've started this way is there's a lot of data and research out there that show 
that parents in this particular cohort with children under age five are the most vulnerable in terms of taking career pauses, leaving careers altogether, changing tracks. So say someone like me as a consultant, I was on a partner track. Mm-hmm. I am now going to choose a different direction. Um, and so we've intentionally focused on this cohort so that we can intervene and provide support for those individuals directly through a, a program we've developed um, that's specifically geared at supporting them. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay. And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. And then the third piece that we do is we work directly with their managers. So really important that we service that working parent, but at the same time, give their people leaders the tools the skill, the education on how to appropriately support that working parent at work um, so that they can show up, bring their full selves, have intentional conversations um, and and thrive in those workplaces. And so that is uh, 
that is what we do. I just want to celebrate that you do this. It's, <laughs> that this is happening, right? Because this is so important. And I had these thoughts like, oh, like what? Because I, I also, I do believe that like, yes, you know, the parent, they need direct support. And a lot of that is around supporting them to get support, you know, and yeah. that that's okay. And the words I use, like busting the myths, you know, there's so many, these rewriting yes. and deciding how you, the mothering journey or parent journey that you want to have, you know, and really creating that. But I'm really intrigued by this approach where, you know, the organization is part of that with them. And I'm curious if you don't mind sharing. So what are some of the ways, like, are, is it, are they hearing the same thing that the parents hearing as a manager? Are they, you know, like, is this, and I don't mean like basic social emotional intelligence, but, you know, get getting some sort of education or training on how to be with someone versus, you know, how to get, how they're going to get their job done. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, for sure. On the manager component specifically, we combine elements of content education and coaching for that manager so that we can also help that manager feel empowered to have great communication, intentional conversations with that individual. So often this starts with some just education because unless you've been through it yourself recently, um, or even if you have, I think just understanding some of the statistics and data around the common challenges for working parents is an eye opener for a lot of the managers that we work with. And they're like, this is just really good for me to know. Exactly. Um, can I, you share, I, can yeah. you share one of those statistics? Like, cause I, I know some of them, but I don't know that everyone does. So what, what is something that's helpful? Yeah, there's quite a few. So a few, I'll show. so um, <laughs> Um, Sorry, putting you on the spot. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, So 66% of working parents, this is from the Ohio State University, are experiencing burnout, which is, you know, higher than overall average of workforce. 61% of new mothers are not emotionally or mentally prepared to return to work following parental leave. Um, I believe close to a quarter of those mothers also feel like they they won't have the skills to do their jobs anymore in the same Mm -hmm. way that they had before. So it's some of that imposter syndrome creeping back in and sure. self-doubt that happens after you're away. So those are just a few examples. Oh, no, that's great. That yeah, well, I, <laughs> it's important because I, I I think we all need to hear those more, right? And because, oh, if I'm not involved in that arena or I'm not either I'm not working with somebody or I'm not in the midst of it, who cares, right? But no, we all need to care. Yeah. And mamas absolutely. and parents need a lot of support. Okay, keep going. No, absolutely. Um, And then uh, what we're able to do, and this is where the coaching of the individuals and the organizational work come together, is for all of our participants, we do pre and post program surveys. And we learn a lot about the Mm -hmm. overall sentiments of that individual, how they feel about the environments they work in. What are their most common challenges? What are they most concerned about? What are they most excited about? And we are able to share that information back with the organizations that we work with and help them start to uncover opportunities to advance their culture. And that has been so powerful. We combine that with the insights we get from the coaching, of course, all in aggregate and all themes, right? We don't share anything um, personal personal about any individual, Mm -hmm. but the amount of rich insights that we get 
from just being able to support these individuals are powerful understandings and insights for organizations oh, that they can wow. use to shape how they want to approach this going forward. I didn't even realize that was a part of it, uh, Michelle, which is just so powerful that you're collecting data, right? And oh my gosh. Because, yeah, yeah I, you know, you're supporting people and they will probably reflect, you know, some positive results and stuff, but you know, to start a database of this, to mm-hmm. now be building your own set of data and research is amazing, right? And I, I love that so much. And what are some of the common themes that, you know, you hear from, from <laughs> clients and that are showing up as you've been oh doing my this? Gosh. Yeah. So I think a few um, I will mention. One is uh, something I think I mentioned earlier in the call is this feeling of isolation and I'm alone in this. Mm. It's so interesting because, you know, um, even though clients, you know, they have other friends who've gone through it, they have peer groups, there's people at work that have gone through it. For whatever reason, there's still this feeling of like, I'm on my own. I'm the only one that's experiencing this. Um, I shouldn't feel so guilty. I shouldn't Mm. feel like, you know, that I'm not in, you know, over the moon all the time about baby. And I don't know if that just comes with, you know, an overload of social media, or I'm not sure what it is and where we get these um, notions. But for parents today, there's just a lot of pressure. There's pressures. And it's almost like there's almost so so much information out there and so much that there's no way that you can do it all and do it all right, quote unquote. Um, So (laughs) I think one of the biggest value adds that we're able to give to our clients is all of our coaches have working parent experience. They've all been through it. And the feedback we get is just being able to talk to someone outside my organization and know that I am not the only one that has gone through this mm-hmm. is hugely valuable. Love it. So that, that has been a huge theme. The other theme that I um, love, and this is one of the most impactful pieces I think of our program is people love being more intentional, intentional mm-hmm. about their working parent identity. Mm. So, nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That has been awesome to be able to work with people and thinking through, okay, I have now added parent to my resume <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever you call it. No, for sure. Uh, mother, father, adoptive parent, whatever it is. And this is a great time to reflect on my changing priorities, my values, a vision for myself. Working parents, I think often are just kind of in reactive mode, always feeling like you're just reacting to the next thing. Being able to get out a little bit ahead of that has been tremendously powerful for our clients. And so I think that is huge as well. And then the last thing I'll say thematically is a lot of our clients are interested in developing communication skills for the changing dynamics of their life and how they bring that to work and how they advocate for themselves, how they think more creatively about how to make things work for themselves and their team members and their leaders, because many of them are excited to return to work, actually, um, which is a huge theme. You know, they love their jobs. They want to go back and they want to make it work, but they don't always have the clarity of how that's going to work and then how to communicate it and work with their managers their leaders their team members to work it out. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think has been a really interesting theme is that um, most people are really excited about their professional identities. Yeah. They just need a path, some help. They just need a little bit of help in figuring right. out that path. 
shaping it, forming it, giving them, you know, the proper vocabulary, like putting it all in context to a degree. I think this is more prominent with women, you know, um, the mom role. Yeah. We have been, you know, it's like, where did this come from? Well, we've been wired for so long in different ways, you know, that this is our purpose on, on the planet. So God, like I better, there's gotta be a right way to do it because someone decided a patriarchal paradigm to, to assign us this ultimate purpose, which sounds like really lovely. And then you realize how limited it is. It's like, (laughs) No, I I believe my purpose is way more expanded than that. And yay, isn't it so miraculous and awesome that I can give birth to a child, you know, or bring my mothering energy. And I think it particularly, you know, in in research I've done, like looked at like in the fifties, probably before that was really when it first started seeing parenting as a job. Right. And once we put it in that framework, because what we know about that framework is you get graded, you get reviewed, you know, it's like school or work, you know, where you, there's measurable ways to show if you're doing it right and doing a good job. And there is none of that for, and there won't be, and there's not supposed (laughs) to be because it's not, (laughs) it can't fit into that paradigm. So of course we're going to feel like, yes, just like what the F right? Like this, Oh, who's, who's giving me my annual review, right? Like they're not my family and not you know, social media. Cause I'm right. supposed to, then, like you said, social media, I'm supposed to look like this right. perfect family, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, eating the perfect food and whatnot. Right, and, right. and yes, yeah. there are, saying are women, all the right things, yeah. saying all the right things <laughs> and look at how amazing my kids are. And, and as a reflection of me, cause that's what we then start thinking like, Oh, that means you know, them yes. doing well in school, them, you know, then I feel like my job is to shape them and mold them. Allison, I think you'd love this book. Um, Allison Gopnik's the carpenter carpenter versus the gardener gardener versus versus carpenter. Okay. Um, she's a child development psychologist, but her whole intro and just talking about this and how we got here is really powerful. But her whole yeah. thing is like, we now believe that we are carpenters trying to like mold and shape and it's our job to like make that person versus a garden where, you know, we've planted seeds, we've, you know, we've gotten something going here, but there's a whole lot of factors that are also going to play into how, you know, and yes, we need to weed the garden and nourish it, but that's our job, you know, and then it gets to grow into the being it's meant to be. And I think that's so hard for us. It's like, no, that being has to get into Harvard. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Then oh, I know, oh then my, I'm oh, successful, yes. right? The ultimate goal, right? Getting in an Ivy League school, then then I must have done then my job I, well. Right, right. <laughs> and I love what you said about how we think that they are a reflection of who we are. Right. It's another added pressure that we put on ourselves. Right. I know. For whatever reason, you know, I think that parents today have, have this added pressure. It's it, it's so interesting because my own mother, I interviewed my own mother. Nice. Mother's Day, because she's a she was a working parent. Yeah. In in just having that space for her to reflect and interview her, she's like, my gosh, you all put a lot of pressure on yourselves today. She's like, she's like, it she's like, you she was actually great. She was like, you don't have to. She's like, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like such That's a beautiful. It was, it was really beautiful, but yeah, I, I need to read that book. <laughs> yeah. 
sounds so perfect. She, it, it gets, you know, then very into like kind of child development type stuff, but there's okay. it's a, a lot of good stuff and she's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful in that regard. But just looking at these different historical points yeah. or these inflection points where, you yeah. know, the, this wiring just gets deeper and deeper that, you know, there's some right way, as you said, to do it. So to have, you know, I, I and I love the different, you know, ways it's not just one way you're supporting, you know, but with the coach and with the yeah. education and the support of, of managers getting on the same page, it's brilliant. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> That's what you're doing. And, and it's you. true that just in one sense, like the biggest thing might be that they have someone to talk to and they're not alone because I think, you know, breaking that barrier. And, and part of that is that we're, we somehow did come to believe that we're supposed to know all this already and think we're the only ones, you know, going through it, even though we're hearing other people kind of go through it. We just still think something's ultimately flawed Something with us about flawed. it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the one thing, last thing I'll add to that is with regards to your comment about, you know, we're wired or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, rewriting the code, right. Um, is I think at least for myself and with some yeah. of my peers that I've spoken to, um, when you've been in a career for a while um, and you've been successful in that career before having children, you think you have a lot of control over how that looks. Yeah. <laughs> you are able to make that look how you want it to be and you're able to shape that. Totally. You have much less control <laughs> when it comes to your child. And there's a big gap there, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of the angst, I think, lives. And I think that's something I learned when I became a parent that I think is just something to say out loud and reflect on. Um, and probably one of the big drivers for some of that anxiety that we see, the 61% figure that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and we see even higher and among our clients, closer to 80% 80, 80 for our own clients. But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to build off that comment you had. Oh, no, thank you. It's so important. And I, what the other thing I want to acknowledge about what you're doing is, because I think there probably also are a lot of, you know, parents, women, mothers um, out there who know that getting support would help them, but they, you know, that's an added expense. That's, you know, what's that going to, so that you're, in the company and having companies provide it, it you know, because we also talked about like how little, if any, paid leave people, you know, people get um, for time yes. off. And, you know, this right now we're like, woo, wow, what a, what a rare benefit, but it should be the norm, right? Like this just. This Absolutely. And the value proposition should be clear to employers. I think right. it's, um, first of all, there's a statistic that's often quoted that close to 40% of working mothers will leave or scale back in their careers within a year following parental leave. In healthcare, female physicians, four in 10, will also leave their careers within six yeah. years of medical training. Uh, these are people who invested heavily in their careers. Oh my God. Um, they, yes. So first of all, the retention argument and the return on investment there is a no-brainer. Um, mm. The cost of replacing these leaders are huge. But I think even, I think even more important than that is these are some of your best leaders and team members in your workforce. Yeah. There is a lot of data and research out there that shows that working parents make for great leaders. They're more mm. empathetic. They create collaborative environments. They know how to prioritize. These are skills that you want in your organization. And so you want to make sure that you keep this cohort engaged. And yeah. 
oftentimes they are the ones that are also sort of in that mid career phase. Yeah, exactly. They're sort of rising leaders in companies mm-hmm. oftentimes. And so uh, it's really important to retain them. Assume that's where we could go with that. And I'm so glad you did because <laughs> yeah. it does seem like a very obvious, but it, I'm sure not, I'm sure there's reasons companies like say they can't or whatever, but they'll catch on, but, it, <laughs> yeah. but, but, and, you know, I think particularly there's, there's what parents can bring to an organization now having this experience. And I think particularly, you know, the mothering experience is what's missing. I think we do have maybe a bit more of the father, I'm going to call it masculine yang, you know, perspective where it's like expectations and go for it, you know, and like good stuff. It's not like, but it's just out of balance. You know, we don't have enough of, and when you say that, like important, like keeping leaders, like I do think particularly a certain level of feminine leadership and, you know, what that's different from, you know, that value base that has been not as acknowledged and dismissed and left out. We desperately need it, you know, in the companies and in our world. And so, you know, that this is helping make that happen. Is yeah. Something that warms yeah. my heart, makes me really happy. And there's, <laughs> right? and yes, absolutely. And it's not, um, it's not only something that I think make it warms my heart, makes me very happy too. There is real data and research up behind it. Um, I would point your listeners to both Bright Horizons and McKinsey, both have studies out there about working mothers in particular and their leadership styles and how that impacts an organization. And there is a a real ROI case. A lot of of data. Um, Yeah, I know you know, because you do. Well, no, exactly. But like things that you don't think about, you just think like, oh, it'll be a nicer environment. Like, no, actually your profits are better. Retention's better. Like concrete things are better. Not just an A. Oh, by the way, people enjoy themselves and are are taking care of themselves and happier. Like, we'll just (laughs) add add that, you know, aspect, which is uh, pretty important. Well, Michelle, this is just so both important and, you know, critical that we're looking at and thinking. And I, I'm so grateful that you've taken your skills, you know, from all of your background and now you're channeling that energy, you know, into something that's so profoundly needed. I couldn't be happier. So how can people find out more about you, Josie, you know, for their companies, for themselves, however, wherever. Thank you for asking. Um, I would say I would direct folks to our website, which is myjosie.com. That's M-Y-J-O-S-I-E.com. Or they can reach out directly to me. I'm Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at myjosie.com. I am always looking to connect with folks um, who are either working parents themselves or maybe they're expecting or employers who are interested in working with us. Really anyone who's also passionate about supporting this population and making the world a little bit better for um, working parents, I am always excited to connect with. So yeah. I would love to connect with folks uh, who are interested. Yeah, here, here. Well, I I hope you hear from many of them, and we'll if we think of it, we'll we'll try and also get the links to the couple studies that you mentioned. I was like to, happy add, to add some of that into the show notes, et cetera. So last question that I ask all my guests is what does rewrite the mother code mean to you? Ooh, okay. That's a good question. I would say that 
um, for me in particular, um, we need to flip the script on what it means to be a working parent, working mother. And instead of it being framed up as a challenge, as something that's a barrier, that's something that is disempowering, um, and reframe it as one of the most powerful ways to grow as a per- personally and professionally, and as one of the greatest assets um, to our economy um, and to the organizations that they work for. Here, here. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I, <laughs> I, I do love the, you know, how personal and also spot on people shares are and yours is no exception and is, is right there. So thank you so much, Michelle, for jumping on, being part and sharing, doing what you're doing, but also now sharing it and spreading the word of, of um, Josie, you and, you know, parents, mothers, us all getting empowered to be in this journey in a, in a whole, a whole nother level. Thank you. This was so much fun. Um, (laughs) Thank you for all your thoughtful questions. And I really enjoyed it. Yay. Okay, good. Well, that's important. Just as important. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Michelle. Oh my gosh. What an amazing, wonderful conversation with Michelle. Uh, I didn't expect it not to be necessarily, but uh, I was just sharing with her that I loved her energy. I loved how clear and her expertise and just, again, thanking her for, you know, finding this gap and putting all of her skills, you know, on how to do something like this into action and actually making it happen and making a difference to so many moms, parents, you know, through their company. And I, I know I said that in there, but anywhere that we can get the support because, you know, not everyone has the means to get all the levels of support that, that can really benefit us. And especially if you want to go on this transformational journey um, in the motherhood and understand that this is a ref- an inflection point where working on, you know, healing and healing from our past. And that not only is going to like support us, it will make us a better mother parent when we do that. And we not only better, but we get to enjoy it more. We get to have moments of actual presence with our children, with ourselves first and with our partners, with our children. And I think uh, that's where some of the gold is that we don't really realize is going to be at the other side of getting in the muck of it all and digging in and adding what feels like adding to our plate of craziness and chaos just to, you know, do our days with especially, you know, new, younger, little ones, that there are ways that we can put ourselves in the mix. And to me, that's the deepest self-mothering we can do is when we include ourselves in the learning and growing and the development. And, you know, we're not as, as available, not as, as present when we're only putting out, you know, when we feel like, or we buy into the paradigm that it's our job to put our children, our, our partners, our, if we have them, our careers first, and we're like way down the list. No, no, (laughs) just never works. And we keep proving that, but we keep still thinking maybe somehow it will, but it doesn't just want to send big blessings to you on your journey, wherever you're currently mothering. And that's for 
anyone who's listening to this, men, women, uh, parent, you know, parents of children, not uh, wherever you are on that continuum, that the self-mothering and that aspect of uh, mothering ourselves is is so important and so valuable. And I wish you much of it in the coming days. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Rewrite the Mother Code. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time. 